glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music, glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music, glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music, glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Trying to get hit, music allowed this nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch I come to party, trying to get hit Music allowed this nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch gentlemen at the top of the hour we actually like previously recorded episode 311 the other day but mid show i did post this on my instagram and my snap that mid show my dumbass decides to put the headphones in the device the android my, my android i use the android um the note to record the episode of the podcast edit and posts and you know everything under the sun when it comes to the podcast right so i stick the headphones in thinking i'm like i might fuck the show up doing that and i ended up obviously finishing the entire show right and then the podcast, you know, obviously finishes. I put the title, put the description. I wait for it to post on Spotify and iTunes and stuff like that. And then, and then, um, I go and listen to it. I don't know if I was just skimming through it or just seeing how I did. Because sometimes I'll look and like see and hear what I had to say about certain stuff and just kind of critique myself. But then I just heard. Like the last half, and I was like, dude, right when I plugged those headphones in, oh my god, it fucked up everything. It fucked up every single thing on the show. And it was one of the best shows that we did. So that brings us back here today. We were originally gonna cut half of the show in half, like we were gonna edit and cut the bit out that was fucked up and just continue from there. But I was like, you know, that's we just, it's better just to do a, a retape of the entire show. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kicking It With The King. Yours truly, it's Gabriel Hernandez being here live with you guys as always. G The King Official on Instagram, G The King MMA on Twitter. It's good to be back. And also if you are a fan of TikTok as well and you want to um, connect with me on all forms of social media, feel free. G The King with two G's official G the King official on Instagram and Twitter. It's good to be, uh, G the King MMA on Twitter. I don't know why I say it on Instagram. I mean, it used to all be the same handle, so we really have to worry too much about you know how many different handles we had. So um, so at the top of it, and first things first, let me just tell you guys that my fucking back, 
has been sore as fuck the past couple days. Like, it started flaring up, and it's like, it just has that feeling of, like, if you if you think about, like, the center of your back, it's, like, real tight. It's, like, that real tight, stiff, sore feeling. And, you know, could contribute to lifting improperly, especially when you have heavy boxes that are over 30, 40 pounds and stuff, and that's the way you, you're not, if, you're not Superman, you gotta protect your back, you know, you only get one of those, but like, yeah, a couple of that past couple of days, my back has been hurting a lot, um, I'm still able, like, you know, to move and walk and stuff and do all the norms, but damn, that's like one little thing that's sore, so it's like one extra thing to, to think about, but, um, Anyways, guys, like I said, on our show, we got we got a good show today. Um, it's good to be back. I mean, originally, we were going to do another episode anyways, but, you know, welcome, like I said, welcome back to three episode 311, and uh, we got a lot. I mean, we basically just got our list, we got our notes, I edited the notes, I added a couple of new things to talk about and stuff, and, and, uh, you know, and then some. So, like I said, appreciate you guys. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. We got a lot to talk about, baby. So, all right. So, at the top of the hour, obviously, you guys remember Yoel Romero ceremoniously being released from the UFC, and instantly it said that a couple major promotions like Bellator, I think PFL as well, said you know obviously respectfully declined the offer i don't know what the hell went on behind the scenes but you know it popped up in the media like you know they turned it down to negotiate you know they turned down negotiations with romero or you know, turned down just you know that this this is the potential of signing him and you know look as if you would maybe go somewhere else but you know open my phone today right when i wake up and it's announced that uh via Ariel Helwani, obviously very reliable source, um, that he has signed with Bellator MMA. Bellator doing some big things. I mean, looking at that light heavyweight division, I mean, they just originally, um, just a couple days ago, just added Anthony Rumble Johnson to the roster. So, I mean, they have Ryan Bader, Phil Davis, Corey Anderson, Nemkov. I don't know how to pronounce his first name. But yeah, man, they got a they got a solid roster and they got a solid uh, amount of people there. So it's gonna be interesting to see how how he fits in there. Um, I'm told he will be fighting and competing at two hundred and five pounds, like I said. So um, his manager said that one eighty five, two hundred five, and and heavyweight, which would be kind of crazy. I mean, Romero can do it. If there's one person that can do it, it's Yo Romero. So that's a good signing. That's an exciting one. Um, obviously, I would have preferred Bellator, if not the UFC, because Bellator is like, you know, like the strike force back in the day. Basically, with all these big signings and all these champions, but it's a little bit backwards because the guys from the UFC are going there after they're finished with the UFC. But, you know, like I said, they're doing some big things. And, uh, you know... Um, Congrats to Bellator. I mean, front, uh, what is it? First round management doing big things, and one of the best managers, Malki Kawa, Abe Kawa, the whole the Kawa brothers is first round management in general are fucking relentless when it comes to you know taking care of their clients and getting them the best deals and stuff. So that's the best deal for him. Very exciting to see what Romero does, and you know, very exciting to see who he matches up against. I mean, a lot of people have been talking about um, 
Rumble Johnson versus Yoel Romero fight. I mean, could you think about that? I mean, for a second, like, sit sit down and relax and think about that for a second. I mean, Rumble Johnson taking on Yoel Romero. Roman Johnson's known for sleeping people. Romero's never even been slept. Well, he's been slept. He he got slept by um, Rafael Cavalcante in Strike Force, if you remember that. But other than that, he's had close fights with Rob Whitaker. I mean, he had the fight with Israel Desanya. I mean, he would have won the interim middleweight belt had he made a weight against Rockhold. He's beating the hell out of Machida. I mean, he's fought a lot of really good guys over in, in the UFC. So now he's going to fight nothing, continuously continue to fight nothing but the best over in Bellator. So like I said, I, I think it's uh, interesting to see what happens and we'll, we'll see what happens moving forward. Alright, so uh, moving along, ladies and gentlemen. Um, basically, like I said, the other episode the other day, we did, we were all over the place. We were pretty, uh, I don't know, we were just all over the place. I can't even describe it. You know, like this podcast, we don't just sit and talk about one thing, ladies and gentlemen. We talk about so many different things. So, like, we get all over the place. And, yeah, so it was a bummer. I was pretty bummed out about it. It was a really good show. But um, that's why we're back, and that's why we're here doing a good show like that. So um, moving along, obviously, we talked about the fights. Um, UFC 256 recapped. Um, the main event between Davison Figueroa and Brandon Moreno ended in a draw. Spectacular fight. You know, or, you know, late candidate for fight of the year, potentially. I mean, that was one of the best fights of... 2020 i mean especially at flyweight you know for the longest time flyweight was touted to be the boring division or oh, the get rid of this division this is boring this isn't exciting but yeah we're getting bangers like that i think the coronavirus pandemic has made us a little bit more appreciative of fights because you know oh, okay football you can take that away oh take away basketball but ufc being being the leading organization and promotion to you know fight against this covid19 pandemic and really initiate all the proper safety protocols and you know the testing and, and everything and keeping all their workers safe and being the leading promotion to do that is absolutely amazing so despite the pandemic i think like a lot of people are still very more much more thankful now and it's really nice to see because that was a fantastic fight um the co-main event um Charles Oliveira picks up an amazing win over Tony Ferguson. Obviously, very unfortunate for uh, Tony Ferguson now dropping two um, straight. You know, the first one to Justin Gaethje. That was for the interim belt. And obviously, the second one now to Charles Oliveira, who's now on an eight-fight win streak. He looked absolutely amazing. That arm bar was tight. We thought he was going to get it. I could not watch. I know DC was asking Rogan why he kept continuing to watch it on the broadcast dude that was so i couldn't watch after a while man i mean the the hyper extension that charles Oliveira had on tony ferguson i thought he was gonna tap and you know i thought no not not tap tony ferguson isn't the guy to tap so i thought maybe he was gonna break that shit it would have been vicious man how nasty would that that have been to me easily could have been done and charles Oliveira has nasty submissions nasty chokes and just overall nasty in general i mean his striking has come together over the last uh, few 
few years. His his obviously his wrestling is very very good. I mean, his wrestling was the main key factor in this fight, and he was able to take Tony Ferguson down and control him, and really give him no answer on the ground. And you know, he wiped the floor, he mopped the floor. With Tony Ferguson is crazy to say. You know, I know on the feet, you know, it would be a little bit more Tony Ferguson's area, but the fight did not take place on the feet. Charles Oliveira was wise. He obviously tried to get Tony in multiple um, submission attempts and stuff like that. And Tony obviously landed a couple really good shots on the feet and stuff, but, you know, primarily um, resulted in Charles Oliveira utilizing, excuse me, his grappling, his wrestling, and, you know, he was able to shut Tony Ferguson down and completely control him. Um, For casual fans, I guess, or, you know, certain types of fans, you know, People weren't necessarily excited with that performance, you know, I mean, the way he won, say, if he would have choked Tony Ferguson out, I had said on the last show, or the last time we talked about this, that um, he deserves a title shot, you know, give him a title shot with the win over Tony Ferguson like that, but still with the win that he was able to capture last Saturday. It, it's more than enough to really show that he belongs up there because his grappling is sensational and you know the only other better grappler than him at 155 pounds in my personal opinion <laughs> has to be Khabib but Khabib's retired currently I don't know what the future holds on him it's kind of seems like it's up in the air he has a meeting with Dana White within a month so um I don't know what's going on with that so we're just going to talk about the lightweight division currently um Man, Charles Oliveira looking like a future world champion. I mean, at one point in time, he was losing, like, you know, he, he he was losing to guys like Frankie Edgar. Not saying that that's not a quality win. That Frankie Edgar, one of the best of all time. Cub Swanson picked up an amazing win. Charles Oliveira lost to him. I mean, Cub Swanson, well, after uh, one year after, uh, what is it, uh, ACL surgery or something. I can't believe he, he grappled against a big-ass dude like Jake Shields compared to Cub Swanson, but he blew his ACL out in that fight, or in that uh, grappling contest, and then he was out for a little bit, comes back against Daniel Pineda, looks absolutely amazing, but we're, we'll talk about Cub Swanson in a second, going back to Charles Oliveira, man, Charles Oliveira, man, looking absolutely phenomenal, dude, have you seen his calf slicer submission, ooh, 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 that's so fucking painful, dude, and it's like the way he, hyperextended Tony's arm, I keep going back to the replay and imagining it in my head, dude, it's fuck, it was fucking wild to see him pull um, that off and, you know, Tony to not tap, that gives credit to Tony Ferguson, I mean, 99.9% of the people in that position fighting Charles Oliveira on that big of a stage in that, in that way, in that particular Ooh, that moment, they would have tapped, guaranteed would have tapped, so, you know, props to Tony Ferguson, man, so, um, we did talk about Charles Oliveira, now for Tony Ferguson, um, I tweeted the other day that I still have believed that Tony Ferguson's one of the best in the world, um, maybe one or two more wins in a row can have him right up there as well, because if you think about the division, you think about with Khabib gone, you've got Dustin Poirier, I mean, throw Michael Chandler in the mix, um, Justin Gaethje, Dan Hooker, I mean, you got guys like Paul Felder, Conor McGregor, obviously, um, and then Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier locking horns, um, in, a, in about 40 days or less, so that will really show another contender, um, Dan Hooker obviously has, um, doesn't have a fight, um, that would be a big one, and we have Michael Chandler at the, in the mix as well, that still doesn't have a good opponent originally was slated you know 
talk and talks to t- fight Tony Ferguson potentially, but you know that didn't come together. But am I crazy for potentially booking Tony against Michael Chandler, especially if he wants to come back because I right, come back relatively soon, at least in the new year? Because I feel that he didn't necessarily. I mean, other than that hyperextended arm, Jesus Christ. Hopefully he's all right with that. But other than that, it didn't really seem like he and um suffered any significant injuries or anything like that so i mean michael chandler's looking for a good fight a big fight but um i don't know there's talks in the rumblings for a michael chandler versus justin gaethje fight so i mean maybe that's a that's a fun fight too i mean that's a banger of a fight um, especially with, with Justin Gaethje, obviously, unfortunately coming off the loss to Khabib, but then again, Khabib beats everybody, so you get Justin Gaethje losing in his last fight, he comes back, and you forget he loses because he's in another amazing fight, and he looks good in this amazing fight, so it will be interesting to see, um, kind of going a little bit off topic here, I mean, we're talking about the lightweight division, but, I mean, going back to Charles Oliveira, I mean, Charles Oliveira deserves a big fight next, um, I do think he should fight the winner of Connor versus Poirier, because I don't think it's for the title, I think it's a five, it's obviously a five-rounder, um, Dana still has to meet with Khabib and see how persuasive he said he can be, and, you know, if it's really done, if he's really, really done, I mean, if he really wants him to get to 30 and 0, then retire, then for fuck's sakes, yeah, do that. But for him to say he retired at 29 and 0, I mean, lots of people were banking on him retiring at 30 and 0. I mean, he would be the MMA version of Floyd Mayweather because you look at Floyd Mayweather, 51 and 0. I mean, Khabib Nurmagomedov, 30 and 0, and you know, one of the most dominant champions in UFC history. So it it would be it would be it was just kind of weird to see him. Uh, retire at 29 and 0 and me personally I really want to see him make it to 30 and 0 and then talk about retirement and after that let him ride off into the sunset I guess right and uh it's good to hell yeah shout out to uh, Gina just Gina MMA on Twitter. You follow her podcast as well. It's um, hold on, what's it called? It, oh, the Who Cast with Gina. Obviously, she has Mike with uh Mike Morgan, Michael Morgan, excuse me, um uh, Mike at, at Mike Woe TV. Just Gina, obviously the recap and stuff like that. Um, they recap the UFC two fifty six and stuff like that. No, she was um her account got reported, I guess, and it's a long time follower of mine or i'm a long time follower of hers on twitter very entertaining very charismatic and stuff and uh, i guess her page got reported she had just told me and i thought maybe that i had retweeted or said something maybe that had been bad or offensive i, I had personally said that i know that wasn't the case but yeah she's back that's cool and uh it's good to see her uh, good to see her her back you know obviously a lot of people in the mma community keep together and, and um like keep a tight knit bond. But yeah, I mean going back from like uh going back to like I said the title picture. I mean Charles Oliveira's right up there. Charles Oliveira, I think, yo. Know, 
You know, he, he poses a lot of problems. And uh, definitely in the wrestling game, I mean, if he's able to get guys like a Connor to the ground or cause him trouble and stuff like that, it, it's not going to be a good, uh, it's not going to be a good uh, sign for anybody. And I have to say, you know, at the top of all this, I'd say the most dangerous guy in that division for all those people at 155 pounds, you, you add Justin Gaethje, you add Poirier, out of all those motherfuckers, out of Poirier, Gaethje, um, Dan Hooker, everyone at the top at lightweight, I say the dangerous person that you don't want to go to the ground with has to be Charles Oliveira. If you get a guy like Connor, I think Charles Oliveira strangles him if Connor doesn't starch him on the feet. Because, you know, I, I'd say, like, you know, a little bit dangerous, you know, on the feet. You know, you know, um, you know, fighting a guy like Charles Oliveira on the feet, you know, for someone like Connor seems like a little bit easier of a task than you know fighting him on the ground because you know Charles Oliveira's submission game has always been on par, has always been solid, but his striking is slowly but surely developed over the years, and his wrestling as well, and everything he's you know slowly but surely putting it all together. Here he is now in twenty twenty about to end uh, and go to twenty twenty one on an eight fight win streak. So. You know, I feel that, you know, a guy like Connor or a guy like Poirier, you know, very good strikers, um, very, very good strikers compared to him. But, you know, he's putting it all together, improving championship level material and, and looking for a big fight here in 2021. I mean, if he's not in a title fight, maybe a main event or something like that, Oliveira versus Hooker or something like that. Hey, we just talked about that. We just match made Dana White. Hire me. Let me be the matchmaker. I say you put Charles Oliveira against Dan Hooker or maybe, you know, obviously if not a guy like that, like a fun main event for him, like a five-rounder, maybe put him in there with like the winner of Poirier versus Connor, depending on how big of a fight it is. But realistically, if you look at like a guy like Connor, Connor McGregor versus Charles Oliveira, I mean, honestly, you know, if you look at it, we've talked about this so many times in the past when it comes to a guy like Connor. You know, it's, Connor's not just going to fight any of the contenders. Not that he can't beat them. I mean, I arguably think he can beat a lot of them. But it's not, that's not the point. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're talking about the money grab. I mean, this is going to generate a lot of money. This is going to generate a lot of attention. I mean, anybody that Connor fights, it's Connor versus whoever. It's not. So and so versus Connor. It's Connor versus him because he has the big name. He has the name value. He has the attention of the world. He has the world on his shoulders, and everybody's gonna be tuning in to watch Connor fight. So you're basically taking part in Connor's, uh, Connor's, um, you know, event. Unless you're a guy like Nate Diaz or a Khabib or someone with equal superstar on worldwide. And I think like a guy, only guy, the guy that comes up to mind when it comes to like having that big of an audience in the world has to be either like a Nate Diaz figure or a Khabib. But, you know, I think logically Charles should fight the winner of Poirier and Connor, but is Connor going to fight Oliveira? Is Poirier going to fight Oliveira? I mean, I think that a guy like, you know, if, if, if this division is wide open and there's no Khabib right now, uh, I mean, I'd say Poirier should be in a title fight hence if he's victorious over Connor. And I don't know who he should fight next if he beats Connor. Same goes for Connor. I mean, Connor's looking for these real big fights, and it's just, it's, un, it's re unrealistic. It feels unrealistic right now, but it's like, damn, we're getting a Connor fight in January of 2021. So that's a lot to be excited about. So this lightweight title pitcher, it's going off the rails, man. So I don't really know. No, I mean, I think, you know, Chandler versus Gaethje are, are in talks. So.
you know, lightweight's only getting more interesting and exciting, and, you know, like I said, without even, I mean, with Khabib at the top, it's hard to think about anybody, you know, beating him, but, uh, you know, with all respects to Khabib, but if Khabib was away from this division and truly stays, like, retired and stuff, it's gonna be, it would be interesting, it's gonna be interesting, and it would be very interesting to see how this division kind of folds, and not folds, but, like, kind of, like, you know, lines up and straightens out, and, you know, see what fights, materialize from all these crazy matchups and recent signings and all this crazy shit that's going on. There's a lot of stuff going on in the mixed martial arts world to, to be excited about, folks. So quickly, um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at KWTKPod. We're available exclusively on Spotify Podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts as well, Google Play Music. We're available everywhere iHeartRadio, all of the above, ladies and gentlemen, primarily on Spotify. I try to push the Spotify because it's the easiest one. It's um, obviously a good platform to be a part of. And, you know, I just I just love it, man. It's super easy to use. I mean, the Anchor app is associated with Spotify. I mean, the same makers and everything. So, you know, like I said, it's the easiest way to promote and publish and produce your podcast with the click of a few buttons, ladies and gentlemen. So, like I said, you can visit the website directly at www.anchor.fm forward slash pod and or download the Anchor app in the Google Play Market as well as the App Store as well. And, you know, obviously for 100% free, it's easy to use and, you know, you shouldn't have any problem setting up a podcast. It's steps by step guide you through every single thing that you need to do any questions concerns you can contact customer support and they will guide you through it step by step no lie no joke five star rating for a reason folks like i said download the anchor app and or um in the google play market and or apple pot the apple uh the Apple Store, App Store, Apple App Store, what does it fucking matter? Anchor.fm forward slash KWTK pod to start your own podcast today. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, why is this? Why does it feel like we're blown through this entire show? We're literally like nearly like what? What? What is it? Like we're nearly almost like at 30 minutes and the last show was like an hour. But we talked about like so much stuff. On the last episode, I mean, it was like a little bit all over the place, but um, up next, okay, so the United States, if you guys don't know if you guys have noticed or if you pay attention to news, hopefully you do, it's all over the phones and everything, but the United States, um, or the, the FDA has recently authorized emergency use for the Pfizer vaccine, the coronavirus vaccine, and it's been issued, and obviously the shipments are out, and they, uh, they've arrived in states all over the United States of America, so let me see, so, um, and the governor of California just, you know, announced that the, the first batch of uh, COVID-19 vaccine has arrived at Los Angeles at LAX, and, um, just fucking wild. So, um, people are out there taking pictures of the truck and all that. And, you know, obviously, like I said, um, there's a lot to unpack with this whole vaccine thing. And it's not, it's not as simple as you think. I mean, for fuck's sakes, it could be the best thing that we could have in this world. And, I, I talked about this like a few episodes ago, like 
if this vaccine is everything that they're saying it is, then there's a side of me that would like to see, like, you know, gyms reopen, have less fear around the world, and you can go out and do things because you've been vaccinated, because you don't have anything to really worry about when you go places. You're not getting anything. You're not getting any diseases, or, or you're not getting the corona. You don't have to worry about transmitting corona or getting it. But, you know, from going uh, talking about transmitting, they still don't know if you can get vaccinated and still transmit or carry it, regardless of if your body's fought it off. So if your body's fought it off already, they don't really know if you can still transmit it to other people. That's why they still want people to wear a mask when in public, even after getting vaccinated. So, like I said, the um, the doses arrived. How many doses arrived? And it's just like so insane because I've heard so many people say that they're not getting it versus anything because it's like how the hell they developed this shit in under a year. And, you know, um, people are just like hella skeptical. They're like, I'm not vaccinating, vaccinating my kids. I'm not getting that vaccine. It, it's, you know, obviously seem to have caused some issues, you know, from what I've seen, um, so far, not really like, I mean, they're not saying it's just like, you know, the people, the, the, the patients, the ones the, the volunteers, the, you know, what is it called? Uh, you know, you get that, uh, those people that those three people, did you guys see that picture? Um, on Twitter of the three people that had volunteered to get the vaccine and they, um, developed, uh, was, what, what was it called? What was it called? Okay. So I don't know if you guys, you guys seen this, but. There's three, uh, there's a picture of three people. It looked like three mug shots of people, but the, um, people who received the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine had developed, uh, occurrences of Bell's palsy, a partial paralysis in the face from the vaccine that people received the vaccine have started to develop, uh, Bell's palsy. Hey Siri, what's Bell's palsy? of facial paralysis that results in a temporary inability to control the facial muscles on the affected side of the face. Do you want me to keep reading? Yes. Symptoms can vary from mild to severe. They may include muscle twitching weakness or total loss of the ability to move one. And in rare cases, both sides of the face. Other symptoms include drooping of the eyelid, a change in taste and pain around the ear. Typically, symptoms come on over 48 hours. Wow, that's insane. So, um, and this report just came out uh, like a day or so ago. It says the CDC will continue to monitor for Bell's palsy among Pfizer vaccine recipients, but sees no casual relationship. The U.S. government will continue to monitor occurrences of Bell's palsy, a partial paralysis in the face among people who receive Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. Dr. Sir... 
Sarah Oliver, officer at the Center of Disease Control and Prevention, said on Friday there's no known or expected casual relationship between the vaccine and the Bell's palsy. The U.S. government will continue to monitor occurrences of Bell's palsy, a partial paralysis in the face amongst people who received Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine after four cases were reported among trial participants, though the vaccine doesn't appear to cause a condition. <sighs> Very nerve-wracking, though, especially, like, if you're developing that. Could you imagine developing, the, um, developing that off of a vaccine? Bell's palsy. I mean, that that shit's scary, man. Especially, it's like if if there's any like if you think about it, any of those people that that tried that, man. Who, what if we're a part of the next few cases or something and develop that? I mean, they're pushing this vaccine like crazy, but like yet there's a few first few patients that have developed it like that. And what do you mean continuing to monitor for you know if see if it has any connection to Bell's palsy? You don't even know what that means. Like, not what I mean by that. Like they don't even like that this virus. This is super new and this this vaccine they created it under a year and then you know they're rolling it out for emergency use has i mean it's been tested i mean it has reports of being very effective 97 percent or something like that don't quote me on that hopefully i'm not wrong don't butcher me but um you know that's scary i mean rolling it out to millions of people could you imagine how many people, if they develop Bell's palsy from this vaccine, how bad it would look? I don't know why why those people would develop it or what would cause it. I mean, I mean, I don't know like why why they would push this out if it's if it's not. Is it like it's one hundred percent tested? I mean, it's tested and it was it was authorized, but still something could be authorized and still not be one hundred percent safe. Bell's palsy. You hear these people are. Oh my god, that's so. That picture is so freaking like disturbing. So here, we, here's the four Pfizer COVID nineteen vaccine volunteers. Ooh, this is this is, this is how your face looks if you have Bell's palsy. Ooh, dude, it's like half their face and their eyes like freaking. It's just like it looks like you're smiling or making some weird freaking like grin or some shit look like this white lady at the end this chinese dude in the middle jesus christ that's scary so i mean there's some of the comment sections is um Now I'm reading through the comments that you ever like scroll through the comments and stuff. I'm trying to read like some of the stuff that people are saying. Uh, so here's one guy says, for those people who think it's a conspiracy theory, just think about or just check out what the FDA has published about COVID vaccines. Okay, so. FDA safety surveillance of COVID-19 vaccines draft working list of possible adverse event outcomes. Let me say that one more time for people that don't understand. FDA safety surveillance of COVID-19 vaccines draft working list of possible adverse event outcomes. 
So that means taking the vaccines, the list of potential things that you can obviously uh, that can unfortunately transpire from these vaccines at the top. Um, Guillain-Barr syndrome, acute decimated encephalomyelitis. What the hell is all this shit? I've never heard of any of these things. Transverse myelitis, encephalitis, myelitis, encephalomyelitis. Okay, so can we read the normal words? Okay, convulsion, seizure, strokes, narcolepsy, and cataplexy, anaphylaxis, acute mitocodal infarction, mitocarditis, persicardis, pericard. I can't pronounce these words. Autoimmune disease, Jesus Christ. Death, pregnancy, and birth outcomes. Dude, um, thrombotempia, decimated in travel. Conglucian. Dude, I'm just going to post this. That's fucking insane, though. It's like, dude, these things could potentially, I mean, cause some fucking problems for people, man. So, I mean, imagine if that shit was mandatory, dude. Oh, my God. That shit would be creepy, man. And somebody said... Four and twenty thousand people develop Bell's palsy, which is no more than the four more than expected background rate in the normal population. But why would they why would anybody have to develop anything other than what the vaccine was intended for to cure and keep you safe from contracting the COVID virus? You shouldn't have to even deal with Bell's palsy. That shouldn't even be a thing. You guys should just take the vaccine and then Uh, no, obviously move the fuck along. I'm going to post this on Facebook because I've been watching their, uh, the way that I, I posted this meme the other day on Facebook or no, not a meme, but it was a picture of, uh, Kamala Harris with, um, George Soros's son. If you know, who George Soros is, um, and then I was like, this is, uh, remember, this is like who you guys are voting for. Well, so I'm going to post this on Facebook. All the. All the potential outcomes of. COVID. Vaccines. safety watch facebook say it's like wrong or fact check it you know how they um you guys like pay attention to president trump's twitter account when you claim like that the election was like a false like election or a rigged election and you try to make claims the same thing that goes with youtube youtube recently um it was in the news too that youtube will delete or or take your videos down if you claim that the the that it was a fraud, fraudulent election and Joe Biden wasn't declared the actual winner and stuff like that. Like, they'll take your videos down, though. They'll, they'll, I think, though, after a certain amount of, uh, of what is it, after a certain amount of strikes, they'll pull your account off YouTube. So, 
yeah, freedom of speech yeah, doesn't seem to exist that much anymore. But yeah, so I posted uh, that picture the other day and it said that I was spreading misinformation and that it would like kind of, you know, it would kind of make my picture blurry on my account. And basically everybody that that's watching my feed will get the notification, not the notification, but like they'll see that notification before they click the picture that that it's potential misinformation and false misspreading of, of information and stuff like that. So I'm going to go and post this right now and see. Watch, mm, twenty bucks at their Facebook. Facebook tries to say it's like misinformation. It's a draft. So, like I said, you know how I said it's a the draft about like you know it's not complete. So maybe they can add more things, more dangerous uh, outcomes. So like you know you could potentially develop any of these things, and it could be anybody. Yeah, and that person said, oh, four people out of the 200,000 people that received the vaccinations and stuff. But still, those that there, there shouldn't be any casualties like that, especially now when people are volunteering. So you're telling me, like, what are they volunteering to put their lives on the line? But then again, it's like we could be we could be overthinking this whole entire thing. I mean, for fuck's sakes, we want to be a little bit more positive here. When it comes to this stuff and maybe with the vaccines being rolled out and and stuff like that, I still think that places won't still be open because, you know, you got to think about this, man. Like for a second, it's like, um, what what if people don't take it? What if people refuse to take it? What what's their actions gonna be? Because if you think about it, you know you got these ignorant groups of people that oh I'm not taking this vaccine. Fuck that. I mean I don't blame them. I've heard more people tell me I'm not taking it myself personally, and they're like I'm not letting my kids take it. I'm not vaccinating my kids. I never vaccinate my kids for the flu. I never vaccinate them for anything. It's always a natural thing. Bed rest, relaxation, eating soup, wearing warm clothes when it's cold when you're sick, staying home, bed rest. Not necessarily quarantining yourself, but, you know, just staying healthy and, you know, bed rest. You know, like I said, just normal things, you know, a few days of staying home and, you know, watching TV all damn day or something like that. And you eventually slowly but surely get better. I mean, no one does vaccines. I haven't had a flu shot in almost like 10 years or so i think i don't fuck with all that shit man it's like who knows what the hell comes in these things i feel like shit after i take those too so i mean a vaccine being created for a global pandemic you know if, if dude if you sit back and think about this for a second look at this coronavirus right it arrived quote unquote probably arrived december of last year but you think of how new this virus is and supposedly had never, you know, we've never seen anything like this. I mean, we haven't seen our world get shut down worldwide due to something as crazy and uh, traumatic as this, right? It, it's, it's touted to be one of the biggest disasters and, you know, one of the most the more uh, horrible and uh, devastating pandemics and, you know, vicious ones that not only the United States has gone through, but the entire world. So this virus is at like the top of the ranks in people's minds. I mean, I'm not going to say mine directly, but this has been like 
Oh my God, this thing is the, the worst, biggest thing. They close all the schools, close down your businesses, cl- close all uh, non-essential workers. No, non, no non-essential activity. You can't do this. You can't do that. I mean, have we ever been limited as much as that due to, to something as crazy as that? No, we have not. And this has been one of the biggest events in the United States history and just world history in general. But then it's like for them to develop a vaccine so fucking quickly. It, it, it's kind of creepy, to be honest with you. And it's like, you know, for for them to develop something so... I mean, I'm, I'm thankful. I mean, with the technology that the United States and just the entire world possesses nowadays versus in the past has tremendously, you know, increased over the years. And, you know, we're capable of accomplishing many things, but... Just as quickly as they're able to roll out these vaccines. I mean, why are these people so suspicious about it? I mean, there, there, there's got to be something behind it to why people are so, um, uh, what is it called? Nervous about all these things and stuff. So, um, like I said, I just heard so many fucking people say Uh, that they're not getting it and they're very suspicious about it. And a lot of people are saying similar, similar same things. And um, qu- quick little quote, Bell's palsy isn't permanent, but, you know, there's certain people that will, you know, this guy, he says that his father's gotten it over 20 years ago and still can't blow up a balloon and has a beard to hide his face droop. Oh, my God. Could you imagine having... Why would they? I put a question. Uh, why would they develop anything? No, because uh, they said you clearly don't understand statistics. In a population of 20,000, you expect a few people to develop Bell's palsy because that's how it works in general population. But I said, I, I just quoted it right now. And said, why would they develop anything other than immunity to COVID-19? They shouldn't have to develop anything. Especially if it's life-altering and visually altering. I mean, oh my God, it's like. <laughs> Hmm. I mean, 
realistically, all right, I was reading. I got really lost. Let me put my phone down. Um, so realistically, man, it, I don't know. I, I just don't think that anybody should be afraid of it. Like I said, we shouldn't be in a position to where we have to feel afraid about taking something like that. I mean, if it if it's as deadly as they say it is, if it's um really a huge problem as it's as it's uh, portrayed itself over this entire uh pandemic and this entire year that it's been here and all the problems it's caused, all the businesses being closed. If you get a simple little needle, little vaccine, then you know, it's just, uh, it's interesting to see because, like, if they do, like I said, going back to my first point, if they do administer this vaccine, it's like, what if you choose not to take it? Then are you potentially carrying the virus and your virus carriers? And, you know, there will still be people getting affected and the hospital beds may very substantially dis uh, increase or not decrease. Because there's people taking the vaccine and the numbers are just down and they have immunity to the vaccine for however long it lasts for. I know people have to take two vaccines or something like that and and all that. But what about the ignorance and the people that refuse to take it and all that? I mean, are they going to um, impose a mandatory vaccine for the United States of America? I mean, that would be absolutely fucking insane. It's like you're taking the freedoms away from people of that. I mean, I see a world war coming if it comes to that shit. <laughs> at, least, uh, at least in the United States. I mean, if you look at how fucking crazy these people are in here, I mean, they go crazy. So... I mean, let's not think about that. I mean, I wouldn't really want to think about it potentially being a mandatory thing. I mean, it's like I was thinking about it the other day. We said this on the other podcast before it got fucking destroyed mentally by that fucking headphone jack that I plugged in. Um, but in a different world, I would see them being like, oh, you can't come in here unless I see your... Can I see your license that you've got COVID vaccinated? Like you've been vaccinated by the COVID-19, uh, the the cure. You have the cure, so you're not contagious. You can come inside the gym. You can go to this place. You can do all these activities that you normally could have done normally with or without a vaccine, but you need a vaccine to enter this room. You need a vaccine to do this. You need the vaccine. You have, been, you have needed to be vaccinated in order to do this or do that. And it's like, come on, man. Really? I mean, that's a scary thing to think about, but who knows, man? This is only the, the very beginning of uh everything and good good goodness gracious um i'm thankful that there is a vaccine out there then uh you know obviously what you know like obviously it's the beginning of something new therefore we don't have to keep imposing lockdowns and having things seem like they're never gonna get better people are just getting locked down because I've been very open and honest about how the U.S. has handled this pandemic. And more so, it's people. Like how, how it's handled uh, the, the virus and it's people. They haven't taken care of the people. It's a whole political mess at the top. I mean, how long ago is it the, stim the first stimulus check was sent out to people? And have anybody received another stimulus check since then? 
It's a worldwide pandemic, right? It's one of the craziest pandemics we've been a part of. Oh my God, let's close all the businesses, all the schools, put everything online. Um, no, no contact, no physical contact, no nothing. You can't do anything of the sort like that. None whatsoever. You can't do this. You can't do that. Okay. If you're going to limit the people, if you're going to limit people's freedoms because of sanctions that are imposed by yourselves, if you, you guys impose these sanctions, you impose these rules, you impose these guidelines that we have to follow as American citizens or just you know, citizens of the entire world, because it's a worldwide pandemic, but focusing and talking about what's happening in the United States. You're imposing these lockdowns. You're imposing these rules that we have to follow. Threatening us with fines, jail time, or I don't know what else. What else have they, what else have they, uh, what else have they uh, threatened us with? You know what I mean? It brings me back to say, though, like, you know, if they, you guys are barking up the ass about all these different things that we have to do because it's mandatory. And you guys are imposing these rules. The best way to get people to comply is to pay up. I mean, it shouldn't be a political thing. I mean, you guys, we, this is a worldwide pandemic. This is a worldwide dangerous thing that's going on. And you guys should set your differences aside to negotiate a deal that can get people paid. And, you know, because of your guys' selfish political standpoints on life and the fact that you guys can't negotiate a deal to get another stimulus package created for people shows what's wrong with the United States. They don't want to negotiate a deal and leaves millions upon millions of people unemployed, leaves millions of people jobless, basically same thing, people losing their businesses, people going hungry, people committing suicide. Because they don't have money, people losing their homes, not being able to pay rent. The list goes on, man. Due to selfishness by the people and the leaders of your free, quote-unquote, world. Just the truth. I mean, if it was as serious as they've been saying it is, you guys would have taken care of your people. And, and more money would have gone towards the people. Not unemployment, direct payments, direct cash payments, non-taxable things. I'm not signing up for no unemployment. You're going to send me direct cash payments like it's a paycheck every two weeks, every American in the entire world. Amazon's profiting. Jeff Bezos doesn't have to worry about <laughs> He makes enough money to where every single American in the United States would be fine. And he would be beyond fine still too. So it's pretty crazy, man. It's just like, I'm not a fan of how the United States handles things, man. I'm just not a fan. It's it's the laughing stock of the entire world. And, I mean, I'm a part of the United States of America. I mean, I love my country. I love everything. But just the way that they handle things, it's, it's, not, it's not proper, man, you know. It's, it's an unfortunate thing. 
ladies and gentlemen, but it's the world we live in. And if we could shift on over to some positive things about this. Just because this world is fucked up doesn't mean your world has to be fucked up. You got to find your purpose. You got to find what you're made to do, what you're created to do, and what you are best at doing. You deserve to do things that you love. You deserve to do things that make you happy. You deserve to do things that you obviously have set out to do goal-wise and, you know, obviously, like I said, just because the, the world's bad doesn't mean, like, your everyday life has to be bad. You get to enjoy it. You get to do the things you want to do. Hang out with the people you want to do. Obviously, be safer and stuff like that. Just drop my phone on the floor. Um, but, you know, there's just a lot of different things that people can do. And, uh, you know, obviously, with proper sanctions and, you know, safety and all that, you still should be able to enjoy life. Do the things you like to do. Don't hold back. Don't let this stop you from enjoying your life, creating relationships safely with people, you know, improving your relationships with your significant others or your family or anybody, your friends. It doesn't matter who, right? You just got to... um be safe about it. You just got to, you know, be healthy. Go on a walk. Go on a run. Go on a jog. Listen to your favorite music. And all the above, ladies and gentlemen. That's how we end the show. And that's how we end it, motherfuckers, being positive as hell. Appreciate you guys for joining us here on this episode of the podcast. It's been a real one. Um, sorry I couldn't show you guys and post the other show the other day. It was a really good show. I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, But I fear you guys will enjoy this one, too. And I enjoyed this one, too. We dropped a lot of knowledge, especially towards the end, ladies and gentlemen. So follow me on Twitter, IG the King Official. IG the King Official on Instagram, excuse me, IG the King MMA on Twitter. KWTKPod on Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, Anchor.fm forward slash KWTKPod um, forward slash support if you want. Um, available on Spotify Podcasts, available on Apple Podcasts, available everywhere you get your spos shows exclusively on Spotify as well. And then some, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back sooner rather than later. I love you guys. Appreciate you all for tuning in. Shout out to Gina. Thanks for shouting me out. And um, obviously, they, that was very charismatic. So like I said, uh, you know, just the way that um, just the way that she shouted me out was badass. So I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed uh, today's show, ladies and gentlemen. Re really enjoyed talking about everything uh congrats to romero for signing with bellator um congrats to davison figueroa and brandon moreno i mean obviously congrats to cub swanson for coming back after one year with the acl surgery um looked very good stopped Daniel pineda in very impressive fashion i mean kevin holland getting the job done jesus christ we'd even get a chance to talk about that one man you ever seen a ko like that he was literally like in mountain the guard and he was like they're like literally on the floor grappling and you know jock ray pops up or he's, he's up and kevin just lands a nasty punch while 
you know, essentially on his back almost. And his lands like a nasty punch. He sleeps him too. And he staggers him and then boom, just finishes off, finishes him off and flurry, flurry with nasty ground and pound, man. So pretty vicious, pretty amazing finish by Kevin Holland. Definitely a huge breakout star, man. Joaquin Buckley is a breakout star too, but you got to remember what Kevin Holland was able to do to him. So, I mean, Kevin Holland cashing in for early candidate for fight late candidate excuse me for fighter of the year so that would be awesome and we still like you know for the end of the the year show awards now we got we got some stuff coming up we got to generate a list for the knockout of the year fighter of the year honorable mention of the year best fighter to never win a championship belt of the year and just overall fantastic parts of like you know just different things different fights different fighters and different you know obviously things for um, potential awards to give out well not necessarily like podcast awards but you know just people to honor and stuff and uh podcasts to talk about all these different great things so that's what we're gonna do before the year is up i appreciate you guys for joining us here on the show um follow us everywhere like i said we're available everywhere you get your shows um hope you guys enjoy my mix dj turn it up in the very beginning before the show starts that that mix is actually um it was a song it was it was mixed and i remixed it it was already a song that was mixed and i just had the ability and thankfulness to not thankfulness but you know the, the honor to be able to you know mix and play with it because i do play with beats a lot too so i did that hope you guys enjoy that and, and brand new ad read as well so i hope you guys enjoy everything ladies and gentlemen we're out of this bitch bye folks So DJ turn me up, DJ turn me up. Yeah, yeah. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up, DJ turn me up. Yeah, yeah. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up, DJ turn me up. Yeah, yeah. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up, DJ turn me up. Yeah. Gonna get hit, musical loudest, nigga with hits. If I hop on it, then do what you get. I just go in like the fit with switch. I come to party, gonna get hit, musical loudest, nigga with hits. If I hop on it, then do what you get. I just go in like the fit with switch.